0: Back to Mark Madness
1: collaboration.
0: <laughs> uh, which well, two thirds a collaboration? Which two thirds do you get this week, gang? This week you are you <laughs> and Shugmani Next week, who knows? It's a mystery to all of us. This is a fun game we play now. Uh, Next week it's real- going to be
1: Shugmani 2 and some random guest.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait a minute! That's the just podcast. a Bands
0: of Turtle Island episode. What just happened
1: here? <laughs> L- look at me in the eyes. I am the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh uh, well, so we are, yeah, that this has well, been an interesting few weeks, hasn't it?
0: It has been. Some things stuff's happened. Um, but that being said, this is Life. Mark's Madness Pod. My name is Nathan. I did that right now. 2 is taking I, a drink
1: right now. I did that, that immediately
0: too. as Shigmani2 went to go take a drink so that it would make You're that like impossible. a waitress that comes up. How's your food going? I'm <laughs> really good. <are> you? <laughs> trapped, <laughs> trapped them in the trap and got it. Um no, it uh, this is Mark's Madness. We read books. We are working through the red deal at a at a blistering pace, gang. A blistering pace. You know what, uh, to be fair. You know, we're like
1: uh we're like uh I don't know, like uh, maybe a third of the way through. Yeah. That's That's not bad. That's not bad. We're like for a fourth of the way through.
0: Fifteen episodes. A third to a
1: fourth, depending on how you round it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen episodes in. No, we are doing we're we're doing fine. We're doing great. Um, but think about this. We've read two other whole books. We did two other whole things. No, actually, we did it. We read a chapter from one. book. We read a chapter <laughs> from one book, and then but then we read a whole pamphlet, a whole damn pamphlet. It only it, it's a episode. whole
1: book if or you look episodes. at it as a book. Shh, <laughs> Shh. let's if make it sound a little more impressive. Okay, this is like when we read a section in one episode. Remember, <laughs> and that section that was, a, was a
0: page and a half. Um, Shut up. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to be jumping right back into the Red Deal. Uh, still working our way in through the introduction, but gosh darn it, we're we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, before we do that, I want to hit on one. Uh, David is not here, so David's uh, normal current events. I can't put him on the spot for it. Oh, oh lula one thank you that was thank that was the event i had it that one time i had one i got undercut again i will never one time sorry no i'm joking it's great no but it is yeah i had
1: one thing i paid attention today i
0: did too i did too and it came late in the day where i was i was like watching it and then everyone started blowing up in discord saying saying it was called And i was like hell yeah so yes oh but to be fair
1: there was like a whole coup attempt and stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. They were like the police it? were Cops like shutting down, people. like stop arrest, like stopping buses full of voters and just not like w- shutting mm-hmm. down highways and shit.
1: Yeah. It's like, ah, yeah. That's super... not to mention like when you look at like the United States right now, fucking uh, some group sent, um... Oh, I forget their name, but um, you know, they're pro voting, right? And they're usually the Democrat. Um, they sent them a poison laced letter. What? And they, yeah, yeah, yeah. In New Mexico. Insane shit. And then uh, what was the other one I heard? Um, oh, uh, North Dakota passed a law uh, saying that you have to have a residential uh, mailing address, which anybody on the res uses a P.O. box. Yeah. So um, we can't vote in North that, Dakota. Uh, in- That's Jim Crow.
0: A hundred percent.
1: That's Jim Crow.
0: That's definition. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's happening right now. Yeah. And the CPUSA
1: still doesn't have an, a direct stance on indigenous people. It's good, guys. Gals, it's good. It's good. It's good, it's good guys. You're going to tell us to vote? And you're not going to even help us fight for our right to fucking vote? We're getting Jim Crowed in 2022? <laughs> And y'all motherfuckers are still, is there a genocide going on? I don't know. It's really hard to figure this
0: one out, guys. It's hard to nail it down. It's hard to nail it down.
1: I don't know. I cannot tell if there is
0: systemic murder going on. Fuck. Anyway. Anywho.
1: It's a little aggravating these days.
0: It is. But Lula won. And that's a nice thing.
1: Lula won. That's, a good- That's why I wanted to only talk about that, and then I remembered a million other things I learned today, and I was like, <laughs> fuck me, why can't I just not learn? Yes. Uh- oh, also in recent news, mm-hmm. they discovered that mammals who are communal evolve faster and more advancedly. And also I learned that whales, every year, for- make a new song and then sing it around the world, literally forming culture.
0: Are that's you telling me cool. there's, like, a Eurovision for whales? <laughs> whales, yeah! <laughs> are you telling me there's a Eurovision for That's all I just heard! Eurovision for whales, yeah, that's all, yeah, that's exactly. That's thing!
1: Huh! It yeah, might as well be. I... Okay, <laughs> okay, I'll take it's that. Pretty, well, like a humpback whale. I don't know if all whales are coming in repping themselves. No. I know orcas have their own... You know, like
0: whole races, even. <laughs> so this may so be a more wild. American Idol, around, American Idol situation where they they take it. But yeah, yeah, more of an
1: American Idol. Not not even then. I would say it's like a roaming, like a uh, mariachi band. You okay, know? okay, like,
0: very nice. Yeah,
1: sometimes like groups of them will get together and make songs. It's
0: like a boy band in <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the scene. <laughs> Oh, no. No, we are off. We are gone. We are going to start reading because otherwise we are going to page go 38, everyone, page 38 in your books, starting section four from theory to <coughs> action from the White House to CEOs of multinational corporations. Bosses run the world and plunder without challenge. Given the staggering amount of destruction and death just a few individuals inflict on billions, it is strange that no united left has emerged in the global north to pose a real threat to the bosses.
1: It's actually not as strange as you think, though, because COINTELPRO existed.
0: Existed and, and, I mean... Well, well,
1: okay, so COINTELPRO specifically names programs pre-1971 the... Program continues, but we don't understand
0: how. We don't know explicitly as we do with Cohen.
1: Yeah, it's all guesses. Like aim is a good look at how they progressed, and it was more of a combined effort from all state agencies. Um, I'm writing a whole book about it, (laughs) you know, in a podcast, whatever. Um, but it's it's that's a huge part of this history that people need to understand so we can move forward and we can understand things like the patriotic socialist movement being funded by LaRouche. you know if that's not an op it's privatized cointel pro that's so stupid <laughs> you know first first is
0: tragedy, then as far this is the farce. <laughs> oh my god it's it, they're they're doing blackwater but for COINTELPRO. It's just, it's sad.
1: Well, They're doing Blackwater for COINTELPRO and having monkeys organize it. <laughs> I mean, Haas and crew are idiots.
0: I mean, so no, like Blackwater... Any, I'm not trying to
1: be ableist. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not trying to be ableist, but Blackwater could organize a fucking, you know, heist of a museum during a war. LaRouche would, you know, throw their turns at Blackwater and then go inside and pay them to meet inside their building. They didn't throw the poop. They actually just took a photo and said, we're owning BlackRock.
0: Anyway, let's continue. Any, any, Any who's will be. We have witnessed in the last handful of years, massive grassroots rebellions against the fossil fuel industry, police violence, racist immigration policies, and labor exploitation. Yet nothing has coalesced into a unified mass movement. We believe that struggling for non reformist reforms okay. Alright. That's nice. a series of words, Sigmani too.
1: Well, if you remember earlier in this book I don't non reformist reforms are revolutionary, you know, actions the people can take and push for, you know, like push the government to fund, essentially, that are supposed to help. Actually alleviate material needs instead of being the normal idea of a reform, right? Okay. So it's like, what if reforms actually did do something and it's just supposed to be like a soft pitch to DSA people? Because TRN, despite their good work, are not the end all be all. You know, they have their pitch and they're bringing people in to a more radical view, whatever. I'm not going to be a part of it. That's whatever. Anyway. Yeah. That's getting into other stuff. (laughs) So let's move on. There's good ideas in this book.
0: There's ideas that we can move beyond, I think. Yeah. So we believe that struggling for non-reformist reforms to restore the health of our bodies and the earth will serve as the most powerful vehicle for building a mass movement fast that can take on the bosses. But we cannot simply be against something. We must be for something. We will construct our right, own. And, well,
1: I, I was going to say, like, that fast aspect, mm-hmm. like we're we're working in a very specific material condition. Of a left that's way, way too far behind. Mm -hmm. We established how long ago the greenhouse effect has been understood. And that's most people's understanding of climate change. The theory has moved beyond that. And we are far beyond Al Gore's projections. We have a very advanced understanding of it now. People are out there shooting trees with shotguns to study this stuff. You, there are so many ideas being thrown at the frickin' wall to figure out climate change, and it's not looking good, folks. The big thing we need to stress, though, is that as liberal scientists will tell you, it's an anthropocene uh, or ath- anthropogenic. I don't know. Uh, I don't know the proper word. Whatever. I'm not a scientist. But a human-caused... A human-originated mass extinction event, when in reality, it's a capitalist-caused mass extinction event. And we need to use that term always as Marxists, and we need to acknowledge it is not human's faults; It is capitalism's fault. Absolutely. Anyway, moving on.
0: We will construct our own policies out of grassroots action that seeks to caretake and support one another. Through organizing around non-reformist reforms for housing, food, security, and sovereignty, domestic and gender violence justice, suicide prevention, land restoration, and more, we can and will build infrastructure of liberation, as the Black Panther Party decided at a certain. Oh, good grief! Of of liberation, there was a period, I, I just did, I just blew through that period like it was not there. Yeah, as the Black Panther Party decided at a certain juncture in its history. The Red Nation realizes we must undertake realistic and principled action now that will help build our cumulative capacity for revolution in the future. And so, you know, what they're talking about with Black Panther actions is like,
1: think about, you know, breakfast programs. How can you do that in schools now, today? And I can think of a hundred different ways. Imagine teaching kids how to do taxes. If you're an accountant and you're a communist start teaching kids how to do their fucking taxes. You know how much you're going to actually help them. You'll be a huge influence on your life. You have a one-on-one relationship of tutoring with these kids. You know, there's so many different ways you can actually bring somebody to the revolution that is more than just going out there and proselytizing while you're like, "Hey, come over here and eat my food." You know? <laughs> Things have changed since then, and you know, churches do a lot of the feeding. So it's like you got to compete in that market. You know, it's a market, I'm afraid, you know, (laughs) and trust me, poor people are paying attention to who serves what. So if you're competing with the church, you got to out compete. You know, you have to provide better for them or you provide on a day. The church doesn't, you know, there's many ways to look at this. You can compete or you can strategize to afford an actual competition. You know that's not a competition. All you're doing is fulfilling the need on a certain day, and in, instead of getting proselytized to, they might just have a normal conversation with somebody if you're not being a fanatic
0: about. Yeah, if you're, you know, I was about to say if you could just like chill for a second. If you could just, like, yeah, be cool a normal person for just person. like a second.
1: Somebody on Twitter today tried to say I wasn't being normal. I was like, dude, you're literally. Defending scalping. (laughs) That's not normal, man. I don't know what to tell you. People don't do that in real life. I've never heard somebody challenge me when I said Europeans invented scalping before. Never heard one person go, "Mm." <laughs> you know, like that doesn't happen in conversations, man. Not about genocide. Seems like a
0: weird usually hill to never die go, on. Seems like a weird hill to die on. So
1: bad. I can't remember who I was arguing with on Twitter, but they were like, "I'm actually not interested this in this," and I was like, "That is a excellent choice to <laughs> not die on that hill. Yes. That people should learn from you. <laughs> Jesus change you want to see in the world?" Ah, uh, but, uh, like this, we, th- these non-reformist reforms can't be the end game, right? And, it, no. but instead it must be a step forward in stressing the contradictions of the current state of affairs. You know, the Black Panther program to feed children stressed that children are starving. They're starving worse today. So mm-hmm. we can feed children. You know how many people need affordable childcare in your city? Guaranteed. Guaranteed. I don't need to know where you live. I don't need to. <laughs> I don't need to. What's it's your zip fact. code?
0: I don't give a fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, go go organize around childcare. Become a childcare professional. You might not want to have kids of your own, but you know how useful it is to have a communist in a child's life? Th- they might grow up to not be a piece of shit, you know? I don't know. Just my opinion. There's a lot of pieces of shit amongst kids nowadays. They're really selfish. Anyway, this sh- this should have been, you know, further clarified. In my opinion, and if I wrote it, you know, or helped write it, um, yeah. Anyway,
0: we must. You know,
1: I've noticed that I can always give a Marxist text that could uh, help explain this better instead of just reinventing the wheel. Sometimes, you know, like this is in this is probably one of the purer forms of the immortal science in action, right? It's not necessarily correct, but it's an indigenous – it's an original indigenous theory on Marxism. It might not be totally correct, but there are great ideas, and the point of this is to synthesize this into an actual Marxist position for revolution. Absolutely.
0: We must not turn away from the truth. We do not yet possess the capacity for revolution. Otherwise, we would have seen a unified mass movement come out of the remarkable revolutionary energy of the past decade. And yet we have very little time to get there. This is the contradiction and the duty of our our generation, decolonization or extinction.
1: That's the primary contradiction. Stop saying it's imperialism. If you're in the fucking United States or Canada or a settler colonial state, stop fucking saying it's imperialism because you have not overcome colonialism. You are still a settler. If you cannot acknowledge that you are still a settler, guess what? You haven't overcome settler colonialism. It's self-evident. Anyway, sorry. It's self-evident. You shouldn't be this stupid. Sorry, you shouldn't be this short-sighted. Maybe that's a better word. Less aggressive. Ignorant might be a little more aggressive, but I think less so. Um, You can either stay willfully ignorant, Or you can learn. Those are your choices. Become a Marxist, an actual Marxist, a principled Marxist, or stay ignorant and fall into your rad-lib ways, your aesthetic communist bullshit. Those are your choices. Move forward or stay talking about, is China socialist or not? I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Is the United States socialist or not? That's what I care about. And uh, actually, I don't care if the United States is socialist or not. Just
0: get rid of it. Yeah. Be done. <laughs> Sorry. Jeez.
1: No. I just, it's just so awful. The state of the left is something else right now.
0: It's... Speaking of that, while the oh. idealism of the left is a stunning beacon for the world we seek to live in, ideas alone will not save us. Thank you. As we say in our Principles of Unity... We can die having had the correct positions, but having accomplished nothing and freed no one. That sounds – yes, that sounds accurate. We yeah, must so do- to me mm-hmm. – oh, hold on.
1: To me, I have a series of quotes that I think through when I hear that line, okay? The first one, of course, re- relies heavily on what I've been reading and how they keep saying non-reformist reform, right? That causes a lot of concern to me as a principal Marxist, correct? And of course, we all think of Rosa, who said people who pronounce themselves in favor of the method of legislative reform in place of and in contradiction to the conquest of political power and social revolution do not really choose a more tranquil, calmer or slower road to the same goal, but a different goal. Instead of taking a stand uh, for the establishment of a new society, they take a stand for the surface modifications of the old society. Um, whereas this acknowledges that these are simply m- surface modifications that are meant to stress those contradictions, right? That's the idea behind those reforms, right? And it's just something you can engage in legislatively as a Marxist, so you can still engage those masses in the voting block, right? Because I feel like a lot of Marxists are beyond the voting I think we've all read "Ballad or the Bullet" or heard it, you know. Anyway, um, um, <laughs> next, you know, uh, I think of uh, Red Nation Rising's uh, manifesto, uh, which point six says the border town cannot be reformed, settler society cannot be redeemed. Like all colonial occupations, settler projects are violent. Uh, are violent, but. Uh, Temp, Or violent but temp. What a temporary. terrible abbreviation!
0: <laughs> that could be so many words. I hate myself. How want to start with temp? Uh,
1: but it's temper. It's probably temporary. It has to be, but temporary. like it could be what like temperature. <laughs> what? Are violent but temporary? Ah, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. There, there is one inexo- uh, inex- inexorable. I don't know how to pronounce that word. I'm not smart, Yeah, there we go, Nathan. Uh, fact of settler society. It's demise. Insecurity haunts settler societies. Insecurity haunts settler societies. Indians are the nightmare. Yes, it does repeat twice. I'm just going to let you know. <laughs> but like the second time, it's like. In parentheses, right? Because it's playing on the a specter is haunting Europe. Well, a specter is haunting America and it's the ghost of the children you fucking murdered. Anyway, <laughs> back to the quote. Uh, Even as ghosts that haunt street names and sports mascots, we are feared. As metaphors for settler military campaigns, we are loathed. For we are the agent uh, we are the agents and the insurgents. We are the OG uh, terrorists who defeated U.S. empire. Settlers are consumed by this fear and loathing. And this fear and loathing may, become, uh, may be nothing more than an escape uh, for the fact that they are foreigners squatting on borrowed land and living on borrowed time. Page 131 of Red Nation Rising, so you can read a better version of that quote thought. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what to call it um i call it indigenous socialism um but when you understand indigenous socialism at least for a u.s perspective um through this in a fuller context you know not just through the red deal but also reading red nation rising as a supplement you understand what people mean when they say non-reformist reform um 'Cause it's a little coy, I guess. Like this is supposed to draw people in and then you go, I'll read Red Nation Rising. That's why I were reading this first. <laughs> um, but I as you can see by that quote, you know, the six points are worth their own episode at the very least, if we don't end up reading the entire book, which is a discussion we've been arguing with because of how long this is taking us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But also uh, read Mao's on correct ideas. And you can also see where there's a dialectical position to be reached between what I call decolonial Marxism, which is Marxism, Leninism, as informed by the many revolutions around the world, including the DPRK, China, and our Pan African brothers, uh, brothers and sisters, and then uh, siblings. Um, And then you have... Uh, indigenous socialism, which is a unique socialist ideal developed within the material conditions you exist. And that could be anywhere, just as long as you're indigenous to there. You know, so, um, those are universal definitions I'm trying to develop better so we can better understand the differences between decolonial Marxism and then indigenous socialism as presented here in the Red Deal, because they're their own strains of thought in many ways but you will see a lot of overlaps because of the influence uh that decolonial marxism has had on indigenous socialism does that make sense anyway
0: (laughs) (laughs) moving on uh, we must build the world we seek through building power we build power by building movements and we build movements through coming together with other working class people Correct ideas and theories of change that are worthy of reproduction only matter if they arise from and directly nourish our collective movements. We must build our people's confidence to theorize and respond to material conditions, assess the tools and means of struggle available to us, and act upon this knowledge. We worry
1: that. And so, a big oh. problem in Marxist spaces right now, I'm just going to interrupt yeah, you, yeah, please. is how chauvinistic the settlers are. And how hard it is to actually hear an indigenous voice when it is being presented. Because rather than actually engaging in the conversation, the Twitter brain takes hold of the settler leftists and it becomes a debate bro situation where you have to prove that this indigenous person can't have any correct ideas because they're a revisionist or something like that. You know, they're a a social democrat, blah, 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 blah. But you're missing the point. Instead of going... We can work with anybody who calls themselves a socialist. You should be willing to work with anybody who's willing to actually assert their point of view to you because they care that enough to teach you something, to try to express themselves to you, to try to express their humanity to you so that you might actually develop a platform that liberates them. And if you're not doing that as a party, which no party is that I know of, then guess what? You're failing. You're failing. And that's where the left is, is constantly failing to meet what the working class needs. And that is unfortunate. I, I you know, all I can say is criticize it. You know, I'm part of the left. You know, I, I can't do everything, you know, by myself. You need an organization. You have to organize with an organization. You, There is no point in organizing if you're not doing it as an organization. So... What the fuck are we going to do? Complain to me at bands of at gmail.com at bans Island on Twitter. You know, fucking, I am more than willing to conversate with you. I am more than willing to have a conversation, but you have to be willing to hear me call you out when you're being fucking ignorant. Okay. That's the only condition because there's 500 years of colonialism that I'm fighting against. So help me out and meet me halfway. How about that?
0: Absolutely. We worry that what is currently on offer from the left, however important and well-intended, is not enough. We cannot simply heal our individual trauma, nor can we consume better to save the environment. We cannot vote harder, nor can we place all our hopes in a few individuals in Congress. We cannot bounce from insurrection to insurrection, nor can we continue to funnel our energies into nonprofit organizations.
1: On the insurrection to insurrection point, Mm -hmm. from 1969 to 1973, AIM did 71 occupations. It It didn't accomplish much. Got them a lot of publicity. I'll give them that. But it didn't accomplish much. Most of their hard work comes after that period. So think about that. Okay.
0: This has been <laughs> Mark's madness pod. We read books. There are a number and of different ways. Not that you can read reach books sometimes out to us. You can reach out to us through email at marksmadnesspod at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Mark's madness pod. DMS are open. You can reach out to us through our discord server, which is located in our Twitter bio, or you can email us for a link and I will send you that email. Um, but you Discord is just where we all hang out and we talk about stuff, and it's fun and it's a good times, so and we play video games, and uh, and you can time. talk to me there instead of email and Twitter. Yeah, you can come to you can just come to Discord and talk to Shumani. You just come to Discord and ping Shumani 2 He's there. But, uh, anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So uh, Shumani 2 plugs. Um, so, uh,
1: I'm doing a winter survival drive for Pine Ridge reservation. Please donate to the cash app. It's the goddess that can, you could donate to the Patreon on my personal money. A portion of it always goes back to Pine Ridge anyway. Um, but I'm donating my own personal money into this fund as well. We're trying to raise up to $3,000. I'm hoping I could put my own a thousand dollars to cover the 2000. I'm hoping listeners will cover. We've already raised $480. Um, with that, we're buying wa- uh, water, we're buying food, we're actually <laughs> we're not really buying water that much. Uh, I'm mostly refilling like recycled containers and stuff, funny enough, uh, because Lake Superior is super clean and I know how to do reverse osmosis. Uh, <laughs> so, so we clean the water to try to take out as many microplastics and um, uh, PFAS chemicals now, which is practically impossible to do. Um, from the water in order to bring it to Pine Ridge, whose water is uh, contaminated with nuclear radiation. So within 10 years of drinking that water only, you will have stomach cancer. That is a 80s or 90s report. So it's probably worse now. Um, So when we say, you know, nuclear is the only way to really transition out of oil, we need to be aware of those conversations around nuclear. Because we cannot do nuclear how we do it right now. We can't. You got to change it. It all has to be changed. Anyway, um, I'm also um, always promoting the Rec Bay community who has been poisoned with PFAS chemicals for two years longer than the world has known they're being poisoned. Because they are right next to uh, Air Force Base that bombs right next to them, and PFAS chemicals are most notorious for being uh, napalm extinguishers. So that's usually how they get into... Yeah, yeah, PFAS chemicals puts out napalm. That sounds <laughs> That's bad. not good.
0: That sounds really That's not bad. good. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound good at all. I
1: don't have a scientific understanding of this chemical, but all I need to know is it puts out napalm. For me to go, I shouldn't be drinking it.
0: That, I do not come on a, from our rain. I don't want to suck on a fire extinguisher. And so I definitely don't want to suck on a napalm fire extinguisher because that sounds even worse. Yeah, I
1: agree. So, you know, they've been trying to raise $10,000 for the last two years. I think it's about time they raise that money. How about you? Spread it around to your friends. If you're going to give me money, give them money first. That's my rule of thumb. Um, of course, support Red Nation. They do a lot of good work. Um, you know, they bring in a bunch of money already. So there's some other causes you should help, uh, before them, in my opinion. Um, including my own, because I'm willing to say that, uh, Pine Ridge does not get the help it needs, even if Red Nation is helping a bit. Um, it's because their hands there is only two hands of one guy. Whereas I have an entire Tio Spage willing because that guy actually has influence in the reservation anyway so please help me help my family which helps everybody else on the reservation the porcupine district specifically um oh uh, and also i'm trying to get a p.o box to uh have you send donations so like hand me down coats gloves hats shoes you know all of it is needed all of it i mean whatever you got school supplies shit. You think your public schools are underfunded? Go to a reservation. Anyway, they actually just made a new school, so it's kind of good. It's kind of good right now. Good. Less needed school supplies, so maybe buy a tarp instead because the plan is to use tarps to temporarily seal. I'm going to use tarps and flex seal to temporarily seal people's fucking roofs so they oh, don't leak shit. during the winter. Oh, shit. Yeah, because most houses there are fucking 60 year old trailers that are falling apart. You know, they have a wood stove to heat them and they have a leak, so that's not very fucking helpful. No. Please, for the love of God, help this community that has existed like this. This is if you're going by white standards, this is the best it's ever been. So, help us out. That's uh that's that. Um good. Good,
0: good. Well, did I did
1: I ruin did I ruin your guys' day?
0: <laughs> well, the vibe's different now. The vibe's different now, and I'm gonna take that vibe, and I'm gonna I'm gonna shift gears right into the disclaimer, uh, where I oh, pretend yeah. to remember David's disclaimer. So once upon a time, uh, I can't. To be fair, from what David says, you force this on him. I did. Oh, I absolutely forced him to do the disclaimer. This is his This is his responsibility to the world. Yes. Um. But once upon a time, I came up and uh, asked David to read Capital with me because I'm a scaredy cat and didn't want to read the big scary book by myself. And David knew what the hell was going on and had read the book before. And then we had recording equipment uh, because, of course, we're two white males in our 30s. Of course, we have spare microphones and recording equipment lying around. Um, that's just a thing that happens. Um and so we decided, well, let's record it because at least then I can go back and re-listen to it, or we can work with it, or or worst case scenario, you know, we can make it into a podcast because that's again what two white guys in their 30s do. Um and we decided, hey, we got enough of these done. This was fun, let's release them. We released them, and lo and behold, y'all showed up. Um, and you all have decided to follow us on this weird adventure where we keep reading books every, every day, every week for for the last three or four years now. Um, and the whole goal here was that this would be something that you were doing within your own reading group in your own political organization that was always the goal that's the highest level we wanted to get to is that you guys are reading this in a group we're another two guys that are in the group you can listen to us you can tell us we're idiots talk Um, about goal achieved though like what an easy like you know like you
1: guys hit that goal really easy on like I learned from you with my first cadre you know organizing and then I, that was pretty early on. I feel like, and we've been friends ever since. Yeah, like. it's uh, it is it is wild that anyone that that
0: that has happened. <laughs> it really is.
1: Kind yeah, of- like I I don't What's know. It? Like it's weird how influential my friend group has become. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't consider you guys friends necessarily. You've been my educators, and so it's just really weird to be on podcasts with y'all and. Like be teaching you all oh, yeah. and writing a book that you're reading.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, that's a weird feeling. And it, it it goes like I said. We hear this. Those any of those stories are always the highlight of our existence because it is it is proof that this that this was worthwhile and that we weren't doing this for no no reason whatsoever. Um, not just well. That's why the I point. encourage
1: all your listeners to reach out to me because this has been like for what I want to do. Well originally I was just trying to build a platform for indigenous people. This is my my disclaimer. Uh and I don't want to be associated with these 30-year-old white dudes who had spare mics laying around. Nope. <laughs> I funny enough, I started doing media because I was a Minecraft YouTuber at twelve, thirteen. Anyway. <laughs> it's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> it's, um <laughs> I pirated all my software and shit and I used a crappy like laptop mic and stuff for the longest time. And then for my birthday I got a blue yeti. <laughs> what was and you- then I used that same blue yeti up until like last year. We And then my new blue yeti that replaced that broke in like a year.
0: <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Our first. And then
1: Red Nation bought me the Shure.
0: The first, uh, the, fir- the first couple series of this book, the first couple seasons of this show were all done with a blue Yeti sitting on a kitchen, like a, a fold-out TV table. Between two lawn chairs and me and David in two ends of a closet, yelling into this Yeti in the middle <laughs> like, a, Wait, like a debate What do you moderator. mean by
1: lawn chair? Do you mean like the strap chairs that you can fall through, or do you mean like a camping
0: chair? I mean, like a camping chair, like I'm sitting in right now.
1: Okay, 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 okay. I'm
0: thinking like, you know, like poolside. You know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're real poolside <laughs> here at the Mark's Madness headquarters. We're real, real into our poolside activities. Um,. <laughs> No, but that that being said, uh, we we always hope that again you're reading this within a, a cadre, within a reading group, within your organization, and we can be another voice in the conversation. Maybe we bring up something useful, maybe we don't, but that's our goal. Uh, next up, let's say that you are in an organization, you are organizing, but they're not reading what we're reading. Um, but you still want to learn about that, you still want to have conversation about that kind of a thing. Okay, cool. We can be another point of input. We can be your, we can be a small, uh, input group for you if you have other people reading with you awesome um but we can be just another voice in there and and help you make sure you're understanding it screw all of that let's say you're not an organization let's say you're not that let's say you're just someone that's beat down by capitalism you have a fucking shitty ass job that you don't enjoy and you need someone to talk to you for a little while and try and make sense of some stuff and try and make some things feel better uh because sometimes that's what we need um hey, we can read those books for you that you didn't think you had time to read or that you couldn't find a good copy of somewhere else. Um, because that or is- perhaps you're planting potatoes outside. Maybe you're planting potatoes. <laughs> Maybe you're planting potatoes. Um. But, <laughs> but that being said hopefully we can be an enhanced ebook we can be a annoying ebook uh so that we don't get sued for some reason or another um you can keep getting interrupted by an indigenous person you can have your own indigenous person that interrupts you if you're a mid-30 year old white man that gets a podcast
1: i feel like it's my responsibility to in- always interrupt the white guys
0: i, I, I love it
1: <laughs> it seems like it. I don't know if this is real or not. No, it really. I can't tell if this is real anchor or if you're actually liking it. No,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> I, I actually do like. Lo- I would, I would. I, you would know if I didn't enjoy something. No, no, no. This is fun. Um, <laughs> I'm used to Minnesota nice, so uh, oh no, know, Midwest it, doesn't. Have you know, that. it could be mean. No, Midwest doesn't have that. We get real passive aggressive with you
1: um well no no minnesota nice is passive aggressiveness that you don't notice because they're being so nice oh no
0: oh god no see we're there's a lot you got to get a little bit more southern than this passive
1: aggressive th- racism oh that's no. what i call minnesota nice
0: yeah you got to get a little bit more south before you get to like bless your heart territory um <laughs> missouri that's where the midwest really thrives yeah missouri. baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> the heart of the country gateway to the west baby <laughs> This disclaimer has gone on for literally all of eternity. God willing, hopefully we can well, provide some I'm trying some to fill volume. in time
1: that we have to cut. That's my, my theory.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that all being said, this has been Mark's Madness Pod. We read books. My name is Nathan. I'm Shugmani Remember to tell them to let me
1: join as a permanent Mark's Madness person. <laughs>
0: I'll talk to you all next week. Bye. They're keeping me in a closet. Bye. <laughs>